Coming up on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline, the UN declares Israel's birthday a disaster. The latest scheme targeting Israel's existence on the international stage. Plus, a potential Turkish invasion of northeast Syria endangers a vibrant new democracy. And the new initiative that's helping Holocaust survivors find their long-lost family members decades after World War II. Plus, an urgent warning from an Israeli thought leader, why he insists Jews must flee America now. And an ancient papyrus from the time of King Solomon tells an amazing story about Jerusalem. All this and more on this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Hello and welcome to this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. I'm Chris Mitchell. The United Nations has voted to hold a special event to commemorate the Nakba, which translates to English as catastrophe. It's the term Palestinians use to refer to Israel's rebirth in 1948. Palestinians say the Nakba describes the displacement they experienced during Israel's war for independence. Israel calls the UN resolution a disgrace and says it ignores the Palestinians', Palestinians repeated rejection of peace. The disaster that the Palestinians brought upon themselves with their own aggression by waging a war against Israel. Try to imagine the international community commemorating your country's Independence Day by calling it a disaster. What a disgrace. The UN is expected to commemorate Nakba Day next May, around the 75th anniversary of Israel's independence. Well, Turkey says it's preparing for a ground invasion into northeast Syria to combat Kurdish militia groups it claims is responsible for the deadly bombing in Istanbul last month. The invasion threatens the lives of millions of Syrians and the emergence of a new democracy in the Middle East. Take a look. For weeks, Turkey has been shelling towns and villages in northeast Syria. Zani and Chana Bakr live on the border in the strategic Syrian town of Kobani. Exactly uh, in uh, 19 November, the bombing began. The bombing was very strong. We were very scared. It was really devastated in northeast Syria with over 28 people killed, 14 of those civilians. They've hit schools, they've hit hospitals, they've hit grain silos, an IDP camp, water facilities, oil facilities. So really all the important infrastructure for civilians has been destroyed. It's, it's unbelievable that it's, it's been so bar terrible. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan blames Syrian defense forces for a recent bombing in Istanbul and is using it to justify the military campaign. We've been on top of the terrace for the past few days with our planes, artillery and drones. Know that as soon as possible we will root out all them together with our tanks, soldiers and our friends who walk and will walk this road with us. Dave Eubank of the Free Burma Rangers is among those on the front line. It sounds like that was a pretext for this new onslaught into northeast Syria. So we saw all this happening, and then came, behind that came the threat of a land invasion to, as they said, clean out the enemy, clean out the Kurds. Mayenza says given this geopolitical crisis, the U.S. could play a key role. Of course, Turkey is important because of the NATO alliance and what's going on in the Ukraine. So this is a really delicate situation for the U.S. government. But nevertheless, they have the tools to push back an invasion, and they should. The possible invasion puts a growing, vibrant new democracy at risk. It's known as the Autonomous Administration of Northeast Syria. It's remarkable. They've created this society that respects one another, even with deep 
ideological differences. And I think that's super important to understand. This isn't a secular society. They're very religious, but they accept one another. They really live among each other with this remarkable religious freedom culture. The Syrian Defense Forces is backed by the U.S. and serves as the young democracy's military arm. Well, northeast Syria was a place that defeated ISIS. And when the U.S. was looking for partners to defeat ISIS, they found a very good one in the Kurds in northeast Syria. And they helped develop something called the SDF, Syrian Democratic Forces. This is a Kurdish-led organization that includes Kurds, Arabs, which are crucial to all of this, and Christians, who are a minority but have an important role, and Yazidis. 900 U.S. soldiers work alongside the SDF. But our presence keeps Turks from completely invading, Iranians from attacking. It holds Assad back a little bit and helps keep ISIS tamped down. So the U.S. has a very important role diplomatically with the surrounding countries, especially Turkey, to find compromises between the SDF and the Turks, which I think is possible. Mayenza sees the devastating consequences coming from any Turkish invasion. We know if Turkey invades Kobani, they are going to decimate the people, torture, kill, rape, and commit atrocities, especially targeting the vibrant group of religious converts there. We know that's going to happen. So let's not pretend that we don't, and let's actually do something to stop it, rather than the normal reports and alerts after the fact when it's too late. Meanwhile, as Christmas approaches, Zani and Chinar in Kobani are holding on to hope and their faith. We just uh, save ourselves in uh, God's hands. So we, like another uh, people here, uh, hug their children and cry and pray, God, we just need the peace here. Our faith got very strong at this time because we are uh, trust in him. A new initiative is using the power of DNA to help Holocaust survivors find their lost relatives. The Center for Jewish History in New York is offering free DNA tests to hundreds of survivors and their children. They want to restore family ties that were torn apart by the Nazi regime during World War II. The project has already changed the life of survivor Jackie Young, who wanted to know who his parents were after he, after he was orphaned in the Holocaust. I opened a door that I thought would never get opened, the fact of who was my father. These people, my mother, my father, and the family were taken away on trains and murdered. If I hadn't known what I do know now, I think I would still felt that my left arm or my right arm wasn't fully formed. You know, it's just, it's like I say, to, to, for me, family is everything. And uh, I think it's the major pillar of life, of humanity. The center hopes to create more stories like this one and help produce answers that many survivors have spent decades looking for. Coming up, disturbing anti-Semitic trends surface in the U.S. Find out why one Israeli journalist believes it's time for Jews to get out now. Names from the Old Testament are being unearthed all over the city of Jerusalem. This was amazing. Come as close as you can get to personalities that are known from the Bible. Astonishing discoveries made today. A jaw-dropping moment of Bible archaeology. This is much more than a thrill. This is actual history that took place here on the site where we sit right now. Confirm the kings and prophets of the Bible left real evidence of their lives. Right time, the right place, with the right people. 
and one of the most significant finds in recent history. Exactly as the Bible tells us happened in the days of King Hezekiah. Written in stone, kings and prophets. We have the Bible and we have archaeologists. Telling our story, it's matching. The Old Testament is a reliable history book. Get your copy today for a gift of any dollar amount. Call now or go to cbn.com slash written in stone. Download the CBN News app, 24-7 News, from a Christian perspective at home or on the road. One place for all of your news. Breaking news alerts. Set daily prayer goals and pray for news stories. Read the most important news and watch CBN News Channel Live. CBN News, because truth matters. Go to CBNNewsApp.com to get the app today. As we enter the Jewish New Year, there's no better time to explore the holidays of Israel. In CBN's free guide, Israel's Major Holidays, you'll discover why these special occasions are so central to Jewish life and culture. You'll even learn about the biblical feasts and festivals that Jesus observed throughout His life. Get your free copy. Call 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Israel Holidays. As anti-Semitism continues to spread in the U.S. and around the world, more Jews are fearing for their safety. The FBI warns that anti-Semitic attacks make up more than 60% of religious violence in America alone. One man has a stark message for Jews in America. Leave now. Paul Strand has this story with columnist Hillel Fould. Recently wrote a column called American Jews Get Out Now. Why did you write a column called that? You know, since I'm a little kid, uh, having grandparents who survived Auschwitz, I've always struggled with the question, why didn't they get out, right? I mean, Nuremberg Laws, I mean, these guys, full-blown, like, anti-Semitism, mainstream society in Europe, the Jews just stuck around. And I always, like, I asked myself, what, like, why didn't they read the writing on the wall? I, what had to happen? And I never understood it. I always struggled with that. And then I look at America right now, you got full-blown pop artist Kanye West going full-blown anti-Semite, you got Saturday Night Live normalizing anti-Semitism. You got NBA players, full-blown anti-Semites. What has to happen? Jews being beaten up in the streets? Done. It's done. But what has to happen for the Jews to say, all right, enough is enough. This is not our home. Now, you know, we always grew up saying never again. Obviously, the Holocaust can never happen again. The truth is, it could never happen again because we have Israel. But American Jews, I think they're not looking at history. I think they're maybe ignoring, you know, what went on throughout the Jewish, you know, history from the Spanish Inquisition to the pogroms to the Holocaust, you know, we got too comfortable. So when you say, like, people are being beaten in the streets, are they being beaten in the streets? Like, where's, where's that happening? Are you serious? You've never seen these videos of, of, of Hasidic Jews walking in Brooklyn being beaten up in the middle of this? I mean, it's, 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 I see it pretty much every day on my Facebook feeds. Every day. Well, and, and like that. Yeah, I mean, t literally last night, a friend of mine on, on Twitter, she said she was walking with her family in the street, and some African-American came over and said, oh, we're going to black, we're going to kill all you Jews. And everyone stood around watching this thing, yelling in her face, cursing her kids and everything. People stood around watching. Nobody said a word. Nobody did a thing. The whole thing doesn't make any sense because, you know, we're, I mean, the Jews are like statistically non-existent. We're so small, right? Tw I mean, 20% of all Nobel Prizes were given to Jews. Do you know that? 20%. I mean, there's something remarkable about the Jewish people. I don't think anyone would debate that. We, you know, we survived and the Romans didn't and the, and the Greeks didn't and the Nazis didn't. We're here, right? Um, but there is this, I don't know. I mean, I can tell you my theory of why anti-Semitism exists, but there is this just historic thing that just keeps showing its ugly face every generation. 
And again, it's unfortunate that Jews forget history. I mean, look, look at Germany. You don't have to think about 300 years. I'm talking about Germany, 80 years ago. I mean, they were comfortable until they weren't. So what has to happen? Like I ask my friends in the States, what has to happen? Is there an event that will happen that you'll say enough is enough? What has to happen? It's all happened. I don't know what they're waiting for. I, the outside world where I just moved from, people think Israel is just like totally under terrorism all the time and stuff like that. Is it safe for Jews to move here? First of all, I don't know if you know, but my older brother was murdered in a terrorist attack. So I, I, I know it firsthand, okay? I'm not, every, every life that's lost is, is, a, is, a, is an entire world. Having said that, we have to look at the grand scheme of things. Take a step back. There has never been a 75-year period. Listen to this statistics. It's phenomenal. It's, 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 it's just fascinating. There has never been a 75-year period since the destruction of the temple that there were so few Jews killed in the world. So, again, every life that's lost to terrorism is a horrible tragedy. But in the grand scheme of things, this country is defending us. Whereas there, we're at the mercy of everyone else. And we know how that turns out. So, you know, yeah, I think, I think it is significantly safer here. Give it, and I'm not belittling. There is terror, in, but, but in the grand scheme of things, it's, it's in our hands. This is our home. I heard someone say, in America, you can, you can succeed despite being a Jew. In Israel, you succeed because you're a Jew. And to me, that's, that's what it comes down to. And by the way, someone recently said to me, they moved to Israel. He said, not because I'm a Zionist, but because I'm a capitalist, which is amazing. Because this is where it's all going on in terms of technology and innovation. So, you know, we're living the dream. It's never been this good for the Jewish people. And I'm proud to live here. I, you know, I'm a big talker. My parents brought me here. I didn't make a decision. I want to believe that had he not brought me here, I would have come myself. But in America, it's scary. It's scary times. Well, those are all good reasons to get out of America. We've been speaking with Hillel Fold about his column, American Jews Get Out Now. Up next, Israeli archaeologists encounter an ancient papyrus from the time of King Solomon. See its amazing message about Jerusalem. We understood that we have something very, very important in our hand. We read it and we understood its, uh, uh, its value. Now, for a limited time, you can get five of CBN's critically acclaimed documentaries. Experience the rebirth of the modern state of Israel. A historic bond between the Jewish people and the land of Israel cannot be broken. Relive the battle for Jerusalem in the Six-Day War. Jerusalem is yours forever. Discover how Israeli volunteers are changing the world. When people need us, we volunteer and we come and help. Explore the world of Israeli technological innovation. We're people of dreams. God gives us dreams. And that's really the roots, I think, of, of much of our innovation. And understand the biggest land dispute in history. Many Palestinian Arabs claim that the Jews stole Arab land. But is that the real story? This exclusive Israel DVD collection can be yours for a gift of $29.99 or more. Call now or go online to get your Israel DVD bundle, which includes streaming access. Come home to the sounds of Southern Gospel from CBN Radio. You'll enjoy a rich Southern blend of bluegrass, classic gospel, and Southern Gospel favorites like the Gaithers, the Crab Family, and bluegrass sounds like Mountain Faith. So make yourself at home with the all-new CBN Southern Gospel, now available at CBNRadio.com.
Introducing a brand new way to start your morning, the CBN News Quick Start Podcast. Each weekday morning at 7 a.m., get quick highlights of the day's important news, then an in-depth analysis that goes beyond the headlines, insights that matter to people of faith. Discover how God is moving around the world and here at home. Find the CBN News Quick Start Podcast on iTunes or wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts, because truth matters. In 2016, the UN agency UNESCO adopted a, res adopted a resolution that essentially ignored any Jewish connection to the Temple Mount. On the same day, Israeli archaeologists discovered a piece of history linking the Jewish people to Jerusalem as far back as 2,700 years ago. Here's a story about an ancient piece of paper and the history it uncovers. The small papyrus document contains the earliest mention of Jerusalem ever found outside of the Bible. Prior to this, there were only two other papyrus written in Hebrew found from this period at all. And perhaps the more, the greater significance is that for the first time we have in Hebrew the name Jerusalem. Both the style of the script and the carbon-14 analysis dated the artifact back to the first Jewish temple period in the 7th century BC. It says, from the king's maidservant, from Na'arat, jars of wine, to Jerusalem. The document is a, a shipment certificate from a place called Na'arata, Na'aran. We mention that two jars of wine are going to be shipped from Na'aran to Jerusalem. A unit from the Israel Antiquities Authority sees the fragment from Palestinian looters excavating without a license. We understood that we have something very, very important in our hand. We read it and we understood its, uh, uh, its value. Eitan Klein said they had taken it from the same area where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found decades ago. Until today, only in the Judean Desert have scrolls been found because the conditions in the Judean Desert are probably the best for this organic materials. Curator Panina Shore says it's not that other writings didn't exist, but these survived because of the dry climate. This particular uh, papyrus is uh, actually a miracle because here we're talking about a papyrus from first temple times. Scroll researcher Oren Abelman says the Jewish connection to Jerusalem is clear. This is a period that we know from various historical accounts, both from the Bible and from external sources, that there was the kingdom of Judea at this period. In addition to the Jerusalem connection, Shore says if the reading is correct, there's also a new understanding of the role of women. And if it's Amat HaMelech, that's the slave, the woman officer or slave of the king. So not only are we talking about Jerusalem, we're also talking about women who are in high office. As for the UNESCO vote, experts agreed it wasn't based on facts. It's a political decision. It has nothing to do with reality. It has no meaning whatsoever for, uh, for archaeologists or historians. I'm an archaeologist. I just explained in length all the reasons why this papyrus is so very important and why uh, it is dated to the first temple times. Abelman said it's not only an important find for Jewish history, but also for development of the world.
Still ahead, Advent season begins in the Holy Land, and we explore the meaning behind one of the most popular Christmas hymns. Thank you for watching Jerusalem Dayline. We're committed to providing you with unbiased reporting from the Holy Land. Through weekly broadcasts, podcasts, and online media, our vision is to reach millions around the globe with the true story of what's happening in Israel and the Middle East, all from a biblical and prophetic perspective. This is a big vision and is only made possible by the generous support of people like you. Call us toll-free at 1-800-700-7000 or go to cbn.com slash Jerusalem Dateline and make a donation that will help spread the light of truth about Israel throughout the world. Hello, everyone. I am so happy we are together for one of my most favorite times of the year, Thanksgiving Day. Gizmo and friends have so much to be thankful for. I'm thankful for my family, my friends. For God and all that He has created. We have resources to be able to live. And the Holy Spirit. Those are wonderful things to thank God for. Always be thankful to God for the things and the people in your life. Join the CBN Animation Club and get the Great Thanksgiving Turkey Test. Plus, two copies to share with others. All for your gift of only $25. This special holiday program features ways of showing thankfulness through games, activities. This is my first time going to be eating candy corn. And much more. President Abraham Lincoln declared a national day of Thanksgiving to be celebrated every November. The Great Thanksgiving Turkey Test. Yours when you join the CBN Animation Club. The more we practice being thankful, the easier it is to be thankful for everything. Here, we're committed to a heritage of rigorous scholarship dating back over a thousand years. And to a faith tradition dating back a thousand more. This is how we create a culture of inquiry where no topic is off limits. And a culture of hope. Anything's possible! It's Christian leadership. And it's changing the world for the better. It's higher learning. It's greater knowing. It's what makes us whole. It's what makes us regent. Orphan's Promise is committed to loving and serving at-risk children, to helping keep families together, and to creating opportunities for strong and sustainable communities around the world. We're working in over 60 countries, and with your help, we can do even more. We are out to change the world, one child, one family, one community at a time. Will you join us? Well, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas in the Holy Land. The historic YMCA Center here in Jerusalem kicked off the celebrations with its annual Christmas tree lighting. The massive tree is there to welcome Christians, Muslims, and Jews alike to join in on the holiday festivities. What makes Christmas so special in the Jerusalem International YMCA is the diversity of people coming here to celebrate this special holiday. We have internationals, we have locals, and we have people from the three religions coming here at this unique place. Christmas is a popular time for Christian tourists in the Holy Land. Most go to Bethlehem to celebrate in the place where Christ was born. Well, Christmas is all about celebrating Christ as Emmanuel, God with us. One of my favorite Christian carols is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Here's the story behind that song explained by Claire Fawn from the University of the Holy Land and performed beautifully by violinist Maurice Klar in St. Anne's Church here in Jerusalem. 
O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is really a beloved hymn, and most people don't realize that this hymn was composed to be an Advent song, not a Christmas carol at all. Each one is based on one of the titles of the Messiah that is found in the Old Testament. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and Ransom Captive Israel. Emmanuel, of course, is the title given to the Messiah in Isaiah chapter 7 where Isaiah prophesies that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and will call his name Emmanuel. The Gospel of Matthew applies this very scripture to Jesus at his birth. Another one of the titles applied to the Messiah that was adapted into the song is the Rod of Jesse. O come thou Rod of Jesse, come. The Rod of Jesse is referred to in Isaiah chapter 11. And the Rod of Jesse refers, of course, to the kingship to the ruling, Jesse was the father of David. And so when we sing of the rod of, of Jesse, we're singing of the descendant of David, the Messiah, Jesus. One of the verses calls for the day spring from on high to arise. O come thou day spring, come and cheer our hearts. The day spring refers to Malachi chapter four where we read that the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in His wings. This verse does not refer as much to the kingship of the Messiah, but it refers to His tenderness, to His personalness, to His compassion for those who are weary, for those who suffer and toil, for those who are ill, crying out that the day spring, the Son of Righteousness will come with healing, not only for our bodies, but for our hearts, our souls, and our spirits. Many of the titles that are used in the hymn, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, come from the book of Isaiah. Another one is the key of David. O come, thou key of David, come and open up the way to our heavenly home. The key of David comes from Isaiah 22, and it speaks of, of that opening to passage, to freedom of access, that is echoed in the book of Revelation, when Jesus, in the book of Revelation, gives the key of David which opens doors that no man can shut. Another very beautiful theme that is touched on in the hymn is when they refer to the Messiah as the Lord of Might. The Lord of Might, of course, comes from Isaiah when it speaks in Isaiah chapter 11 that upon him will rest the spirit of counsel and wisdom and might and understanding. But the hymn reflects on the Lord of Might as being the one who gives the word of the Lord on Sinai's height, gave the law. And of course, the word of the Lord is not simply the law, but it's really Jesus himself. Jesus is the word of God. The song, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, is evoking that longing and expectation that we have. We celebrate that Jesus has already come, but we know that something is not yet complete. So it's a very beautiful song because it, it has an echo of the past, but a tremendous anticipation of that glorious coming when the rod of Jesse, the key of David, the one who is almighty, God with us, will establish his kingdom on earth. I like to think of Emmanuel, God with me today, God perfectly present. God who brings his salvation at this moment. God who became Jesus, who showed his love for us in laying down his life. 
who calls me by name, who calls each of us by name, who loves us as a father, who loves us as a shepherd, who loves us as a king. Today he cries out for the salvation of each human being. Today is the day of salvation. We don't have to wait till tomorrow. We can celebrate Emmanuel, God with us today. Many thanks to the magnificent Maurice Clark for his music artistry and for Claire Fawn explaining such a wonderful story. Well, that's all for this edition of Jerusalem Dateline. Thanks for joining us. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can also access CBN content through our CBN News and other CBN apps. And don't forget to sign up for our email blast so you can continue to receive all of our exciting CBN content. I'm Chris Mitchell. We'll see you next time on Jerusalem Dateline.